Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Screen Smash. I'm your host, Dan Morris. And joining me this evening, I have Louis Reza. <laughs> and joining us for the first time on the show, I have Rowan Elliott. Hello. Hello from the land down under. Yeah. Go, in, go, in, bend up. Sorry. Thank you, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that, too. <laughs> I, I, I had it. How, how often do you get that, Rowan? <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. Also joining us tonight is a friend of the show, Zach. Hey! What's hey. up? What's up? <laughs> so happy. I love it. I'm ready to go. Bring that energy. We need it. Let's go. Let's go, Let's go baby. Uh, Our friend's joining us here tonight, Zach, uh, is a friend of the show. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, sir? Yeah, um, I'm Zach. I'm Zach with an H because K's are for dicks. And I pretty much I run a YouTube channel. I'm a director, writer, cinematographer, all that fun stuff. And I just like to make weird shit with my friends. If you want to see my stuff, all you got to do is type in YouTube, ZachSucks.org. That's ZachSucks, D-O-T-O-R-G. My grandma gets up very confused and looks at me very weird when I tell her. But yeah, I'm me. If you want more of me, come find me. But if not, I'm just hanging out and just having a good time. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Rowan, for those who don't know, is also a Couch Soup contributor, and he actually kind of helps out on Screen Smash on the back end. So this is the first yeah. time we've actually gotten him on camera here for the show. What's up, Rowan? Not much. Just uh, enjoying life right now in the future. In the so, future. Yeah. Keeping us updated on the world uh, yeah. status. Yeah. Everything's on fire again. Um, common training down from the sky, so enjoy. Super enjoy Volcanoes. Yes. Do I make it? <laughs> no. Am I alive no, in the future? Sorry, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So Rowan writes for Couch Soup as well. Um, we actually uh, just did a bit of a Mario movie article on the website, so we can yeah. learn about some of our feelings about the Mario movie there, if you like. But tonight we will be talking about the Mario movie as well. But again, but 
First, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming LEGO 2K Drive, which Rowan is actually really excited about. So we're going to let him share about that game with us. And then we're going to talk about some of our favorite Mario games of all time, leading into, here's your warning, spoiler cast of the Mario movie and what we think about that. And some theories. Probably getting into some theories for sure. Spoilers. Warning. I'll do that again when we get into it. All right, so to get us started, we're going to talk to Rowan about the LEGO 2K Drive. Tell us all about it, Rowan. Okay, Dan. Um, <laughs> so pretty much 2K Drive is a mix between LEGO races and the Forza Horizon series. So if you've played either of those, you're either really old or you like cars a lot. So um, Dan's nodding, so he's, he's both. I'm assuming that Venn diagram both. both. So, I'm both. Yeah. So you, you'll probably be all in for this. So it's essentially, a, um, from what I understand, it's a Lego open world. It's got different biomes that you sort of travel to in different areas, and it's pretty much split between off-road tarmac racing and boat racing. And instead of having set areas that you switch between the uh, vehicles, as soon as you transfer into one, so if you go from tarmac to off-road, it switches automatically, which is something that I'm quite interested to see how well that plays, especially on the um, later generation consoles with the loading and everything. When I saw that the first time, it reminded me of like the old school DD Kong racing. Mm. which I don't think that game had it where you transitioned on the fly, but for some reason, the the mixture between racing on tarmac, going on the boat, or is there flying in Lego 2K Drive? No, I'm aware of. I don't think I don't so. But there was Why another not? game that did that too, like the, it was um, Sonic Transformed Racing. Yeah, Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm a huge sucker for those kind of racing games. And honestly, knowing me and Legos, I've been seeing a couple trailers for it. And genuinely speaking, it sounds like they got like another winner on their hands. I'm surprised I'm not seeing as much traction for it because I like genuinely now that you're mentioning it, it's kind of back on my radar because I heard I saw the trailer what several months ago. And I don't know. I mean, now first, I'm going to pick first, this up. <laughs> they first dropped the trailer. I think it was two months ago. Yeah, I think. Which is but yeah, that was kind of close. Which is kind of close to like just release. They're basically just like, here you go. Mm. Yeah, have this. But honestly, yeah, very excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. It's got um split screen as well. If you have someone that you want to pester yeah. or corral into playing with you, so there's that's your <laughs> opportunity for it. So, so what about it has you most excited, Rowan? Like, what's got you like, oh yeah, I, this is my thing. This is my jam. The um the vehicle customization, hundred percent. Um, digging into it and seeing all the different combinations you can make. And it just uh, brings me back to just playing with my big pile of Legos during school holidays and just building whatever I felt like. So it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. A lot of fun. Yeah, I watched, uh, I think it was IGN's deep dive that they did on the game and they were explaining how, like, the gameplay looks and feels. And I'm like, wow, this it looks like Forza Horizon, but a little bit more arcadey, a little bit more Mario Karty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this just looks fun. And yeah. the the fact that it's open world and they're going to kind of do the same thing Horizon did where there's really no limits to where and how you can drive. Uh, mm-hmm. It just looks super satisfying, to, super satisfying to drive around the world and smash through things and they just burst into Lego bits. 
<laughs> and you get that that classic Lego like crumble sound. So yeah, like I'm looking forward to that because I think it'll be super satisfying. I love that it's gonna have like really goofy, you know, the typical Lego writing, like really goofy, stupid writing, and like characters yeah. having like almost two on the nose stupid names for the characters. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's definitely a game that's on my radar, and I'm looking forward to getting my hands on. I'm not typically big with uh um racing games unless i'm playing with other people it's just way more fun to <laughs> bitch I, I love doing that kind of stuff but i i can't i just on my own there's nobody like i i get the pattern down i figure out the exact route that i need and then i just do that over and over again i'm like i won but if i'm with other people or like we're like messing with each other's control so i'm really happy to hear that it's split screen because uh, a lot of my buddies, you know, we, we we come here to my place and I'll, I'll put up like 20 different TVs because I'm rich. And then we just go at it and we're just talking shit to each other, putting on, you know, hardcore metal music because we're men. We're manly men. No, we listen to Billie Eilish and shit. So, you know. <laughs> but, I feel like you and I need to play some like Crash Team Racing or something now, Louis. So just, oh, my God. And listen to you <laughs> screaming your face off at me and just like uh, yeah I'm having flashbacks to other times we played games before and you're just like dan wow when, I, when i'm doing great when i'm doing well everything's fine and dandy the second it doesn't go my way what the fuck man this is stupid i don't like this game this is dumb god i hate it what why does it like you so much dan yeah yeah, that's, yeah. you're choosing the game of favoritism like yeah. the, the game Fuck you, computer. Fuck you. <laughs> and it turns off right now. I'm like, oh, cool. There we are. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all started. That's why. Yeah. I don't That's know why, why the machines rise so up. Yeah. I don't know why it hates me so much. The only thing I, I'm upset about now is the Lego 2K drive is coming so soon because it's coming late May, right? Like it's May 24th. May 19th. 19th. Thank you, Rowan. Somebody did their job. Somebody did their homework. I was, yeah. I didn't bother. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> too soon in the schedule right now because that's hot on the heels of like Zelda dropping on the 12th. Jedi is coming out next week and it's like, yeah. mm, okay, I'm going to try to find some time to play yeah, this game. Hopefully I'll get to play with some friends. I think it'll be a good time. Uh, and I'm actually looking forward to, I, I have a friend who's worked on the game. She's a developer over uh in like the 2k realm studios that's been developing the game. And I'm hoping yeah. you're, she's going to come on the show. You and you're going to listen to this. I know you are. Come on, come on the show. <laughs> Talk to us. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. I just want to point one thing out really quickly. As soon as you said, somebody did their homework, everything in my body was like, Oh shit. Wait, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Flashbacks, like, man. Don't do that. <laughs> your body temperature just skyrockets and all your, or facility I'm just like seething while looking at Rohan. Like you had to remind the teacher. You had. Yeah. You're the. You're the yeah. teacher. What about? Yeah. What about our home? Oh. <laughs> Rohan's that guy. We all hate him. We all love him. The straight yeah. A student. Hey, I, I'm just somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to <laughs> yeah. do it. We got somebody's got to be the asshole. But it's okay. He's, you know, honestly, he's proud of his out. work. Yeah, he's it, proud of his he work, is. and he should it's be. A vital function. You know, everyone's got to do it. Everyone's got to use it. <laughs> Lego is an important part of all of our lives, and I guess mm. we got to be reminded. Hey, yep. all just being said, but like just saying the Lego, the cart races, and all that, 
I'm so excited for that now. Just because you brought that on my radar, I'm like, I'm thinking about just pre-ordering that just because. Because, I mean, I've been itching to play something Kart-related that isn't Mario Kart, if I'm being honest. I just... We'll talk about Aww, that. But just, it's <laughs> me. But Lego, dude, thank you for putting that on my radar. I'm so pumped. I'm so ready. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent. So, moving on, we're going to get talking about Mario. Wow. Before we talk about the Mario movie, we're going to talk about the Mario games. Which is something we haven't really done a lot on this podcast. And I wanted to take this chance to quickly kind of go around and have us share what we think are our favorite Mario games uh, and see if there's any butting of heads. Who wants to take the hot seat and start us off? Go for it, Zach. I'm ready. So, I mean, look, you have Super Mario 64. You have the original NES. You have the the SNES. You have Super Mario Bros. 3. Love that shirt. You have, like, all of these. You have all these great Mario games. But I think Mario peaked with the GameCube. Super Mario Sunshine is probably, is, like, the masterpiece in what a Mario game can be. I think with level design with graphics i mean even sometimes it, it it holds up whenever they did the kind of remaster port to the switch with the triple pack or whatever yes 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 you yes, mean this guy yes <laughs> yes i'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you're a man of taste i did so oh, oh shit i didn't bring pop props it's Fuck. in that Neither did little... i <laughs> i love it i love it da, da. <laughs> See, now I didn't do my homework, and now I feel bad. <laughs> Anyways, die on I'm your sinking guy. ship. I'm going to not die on my sinking <laughs> ship. I'm going to raise the flag proudly because this game is fantastic, even though I only beat like 25% of it because I was a dumb child. But with that being said, it's just it, for me personally, like trying to the satisfaction of like jumping like into that volcano. And just kind of jumping across and platforming and getting there. And as somebody who struggled with platforming games as a kid, to tell you that I got addicted to that was just, it it made me as a kid just kind of grow as I kind of got better and better and better at it. And whenever I went back as a 22-year-old adult, it held up. It continuously held up. And whenever I go back to 64, as much as I love it, I don't think it holds up nearly as much as it could have. You know, and Galaxy is kind of vice versa. I think Galaxy is kind of almost a niche property because it's so much on the Wii. And I think just those motion controls themselves, while they work, I think just Sunshine really had just the best. And also the water jetpack. I mean, come on, you don't get much satisfaction. Maybe I'm just too much of a clean freak. But I'll tell you what, cleaning up the island, making it look good, getting water and having a little jetpack. I'm sorry, Mario and jetpacks. I wanted to Where talk can on you go wrong? I want to piggyback on that quick because Nintendo definitely Absolutely. had a, a, a fascination with backpacks on the GameCube because you had Mario Sunshine with the jet, yeah. the water tank, and you had Luigi's Mansion with the vacuum cleaner thing. Both of those games scratched all of my OCD itches multiple mm-hmm. ways from Sunday because I could not leave a room in Luigi's Mansion without vacuuming up every inch of dirt in those rooms. Absolutely. A massive OCD fix. Yeah. Well, and I wish I adopted those, you know, properties growing up because um, it's not know, as it takes fun a minute in real life. No, it's not. And I'll tell you, you know, 
what's a great way to start your Mario game or to subvert expectations? Put Mario on trial. Why not? Crash land an airplane, have a good time, and just get a jetpack that cleans the island and shoots things down. And also, I'll tell you what, even as a kid as well, the figure that's come as, I can't remember the exact name of kind of the villainous Mario that we have there. Mm. But this thing is just like kind of clear Giga Mario, something like that. That for some reason, that was the creepiest thing as a kid. And it holds up. It's just a fantastic game. And through and through, as I kind of just continuously go back and play it, it holds up. It's my, it was the game of my childhood. And as much as I have played New Super Mario Bros, as much as I have played, you know, all of the other ones, Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros. I mean, if we can even call that. It just holds up. It makes sense as a Mario game. And I think truly with mechanics, with graphics, with, I mean, you can't really call a Mario game for voice acting. What do you can hear? Oh, ah, <laughs> like that. Oh, just like the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> he went full tilt. <laughs> yeah. Mario is just for Super Mario Sunshine. That was just the game of my childhood. And I will live on that and live and die on that hill. That that is the greatest Mario game ever put to any game console whatsoever. All right. Anyone have a rebuttal? Yes, very much so. Let's go. (laughs) He came in confident with that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been holding back. (laughs) I'm going to park my hill right next to yours because I agree that the GameCube was the best era for the uh, Mario games where I'm going to sort of slightly shift focus Mm. from gameplay and graphics and all that. Eh, Show me what you got. To story and characters because that's Mm. really where the heart of a good game comes from for me. It's good story, good characters, something (laughs) like a random example, Paper Mario and a Thousand Year Door. I mean, like, look, like it's there. You see, you look at that. Oh, yeah. It's like hiding. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> the dad literally has every one of them at the ready. Yeah. Just like in a pile oh, of right. Me? You're talking about me? <laughs> Louis, what do we have? Anyway, tell us why. I got the Paper noise. Mario, Rowan. I just love what they do with the characters. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, Super Mario Sunshine's got good gameplay and stuff, but the story apart from somehow implying that Peach birthed a lizard monster, that, I mean, okay, I'll sort of leave that where it is. But apart from that, the story is just the standard sort of defeat the evil, save the princess, that sort of stuff. Like, eh, I've seen it before. There's new duel. You get to see Mario become a wrestler. So Agatha Christie miss. Agatha Christie mysteries. You get to Luigi and some sort of a lot more depth than we get from the main games. And we get to see another side of Bowser that we mm-hmm. don't often see. So, I mean, there's just a lot more depth and nuance added to these characters that we just don't get with the other Mario games. And yeah, the Super Paper Mario and the later Mario Paper Mario games sort of went off the rails into crazy crazy land like there's no yeah no saving it but thousand new door is the pinnacle for me i don't know what was up with nintendo during that time frame because not only did they make paper mario which has hysterical writing 
but they also did Mario and Luigi on the DS, which also mm-hmm. had hysterical writing. It's also another great Mario RPG game that has just the most bonkers writing and some of my most favorite like lines that didn't make any sense. And I'm like, I don't know what these characters are saying or why, but it's hysterical. Best. The best. All y'all bitches. Let me educate. Let me culturize. Let me carterize. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I've actually never played it. No, sorry. Okay. Ocarina of Time. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. If we're going to go one for one. No, 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 no. I honestly, it kind of hurts me to hear you guys talk shit about it. I loved Galaxy. <laughs> like, it's the it's the most fun. If, so, so Rohan, I hear what you're saying. And I, I, am, a, I am absolutely one billion percent. <laughs> a, yeah, I know. I, I'm giving Zach a heart attack. Uh, eh, that right. Uh, I, I am 100% on board with Second anything time. with the story, but I never played it, so I don't know. And uh, I haven't played a lot of Mario games because I start playing them and they're so big and they're so grand and they're wonderful, but mm. I never beat them. Like, I've never beat 64. Uh, I've seen it beaten. I know how it goes. I just haven't beat it because I'm one of those guys that has to do everything. And in Mario, mm. there's a lot. <laughs> so I, I don't traditionally end up finishing mario games like i'm having a little bit of, of a hard time with odyssey even though i love every second of it i only yeah. love it while i'm playing it and then i kind of forget about it and then because every level is 12 hours long and yeah oh jesus christ and there's 20 stars it tells you there's five and then you you get all five and then there's another one over here and then it keeps on bonus, going and i'm like you bonus. fucking lied to me <laughs> so now i'm going to every pixel and looking at them and smashing them and doing stuff and i'm like Ah, like my, my my mind doesn't work that way so so it, it overwhelms me after a while and i'm like i'm gonna go back to zelda because having a giant world that is actually the size of earth is a lot easier to control than whatever the hell is going on in odyssey so for me when it came to playing uh galaxy it was so goddamn fun mm. so perfectly spot on turn off your mind i don't care like, I, I love rosalina but i don't really care about her i don't really care about the lumas i don't really i just liked going around and, ah, wee, ha, and then doing that thing where you could jump around the world to see if you could like revolve around it a couple times before you land because i know everybody did that i, I can't be the only one. Oh but yeah i no, loved doing yeah. all of that yeah exactly i love doing mm-hmm. all that kind of stupid stuff and for me that was just one of the most fun and pinnacle in the sense that like it's literally a universe dedicated to Mario. You're you're doing all this stuff on a Mario head in part two anyway. Like I, I just I love that kind of feature. And mm-hmm. uh it, it, you know, it reminded me of like like uh Mario World, where again I could just kind of turn off my mind, go do stuff for a while, and then come back to it later, and I never really had to remember how to play how to play the game. I don't have to remember what buttons to push. I don't have to remember any of those things. So, like, even Odyssey also does that, too, where, where it's so overwhelming with so much that you can do and so many things. And I forget which hat does what and how many huh, I can turn into and then do a with them and jump. And I don't know. <laughs> I've only gotten through the first level. <laughs> and I already, I'm already like, please calm down. Odyssey is so. definitely overwhelming. It can be. It can be. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. It is. It, Mario is always perfect. All like I was joking when I said like Luigi's Mansion, but those are perfect games too. They're hilarious. They're yeah. fun. They're I, you know I do love Luigi's Mansion. 
Yeah. For the sake of this conversation, I'm actually excluding Luigi's Mansion from it, but I love Luigi's Mansion. It's one of my favorite GameCube games next to like Metroid Prime. And I was going to and I was going to even say that like Luigi's Mansion, honestly, for me, I have more of an emotional connection to than even Super Mario Sunshine. So if we if we kept that in the conversation, <laughs> that would have been there. But I was like, yeah, this screw you, Mario. Yeah, <laughs> Luigi's better. <laughs> Okay, now you're sounding like him in the in the new movie. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. You hey. mess with my family. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole we're gonna go down for sure. It's oh, Vin definitely. Diesel in a Mario movie. It works out very, very family. well. <laughs> okay. So are you guys ready for my favorite Mario? No. Would you say it like that? I'm a little scared. Yep. That would be good. Did I say Mario movie? Mario game. I think I might have missed Mario only got the two. Your favorite Mario. Mario. (laughs) My favorite Mario game, Super Mario World. Okay. Super Mario World, for me, A, is nostalgic because I grew up playing the game on the Super Nintendo. B, it has the best elements of all of Mario games, but none of the faults of others. And like Louis was talking about Odyssey being overwhelming. Super Mario World is not overwhelming. It's just big enough. The worlds are perfectly fine-tuned and crafted to be these bespoke experiences for each level. You don't have to worry about the constant like going back and going back and going back. You can play through Super Mario World from start to finish in maybe a couple of hours. And it's Mm. just it's such a journey to go on. If you start off, you know, with a little island with little Mario and you get Yoshi and you start growing Yoshis and then you work your way around the map through the different areas until you make your way around to Bowser's Castle, which is a completely different experience, different world. And you end up in Bowser's Castle with the thunder and the lightning and that final battle versus Bowser where you got to kick those freaking Mecha Koopas up at him. It's such an epic experience to beat Bowser in that game. And I don't know. For me, it was always a a perfect experience with Mario. I love the powers. It had all the best abilities. You had the cape that you could fly. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like the Tanuki suit and the the raccoon tail from uh, Super Mario 3, but better. And you can do the power slam. And that was always something that I was obsessed with with Mario games was the powers and the way that I fantasized about those as a kid, which we'll get into when we talk about the movie. But I think Super Mario World is the best Mario game. Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, and Mario Galaxy or Mario Odyssey are like right underneath it for me. Yeah, it's, I can understand that. It's it's tough. Like, like I have Paper Mario here, and yes, this game is fucking incredible. And I think Mario Odyssey is incredible. But there's just something about Super Mario World that for me, it's kind of like Donkey Kong Country. This is, again, this is old man biasm at this point. I grew up playing those games, and I played through them over and over. I've beaten Super Mario World countless times. I've beaten Mario Odyssey once. You know, I don't go back Mm. and replay that game after I've beaten it because there's too much. I still haven't gotten everything in Super Mario Odyssey. But yeah, Super Mario World. Anyone want to argue against it? Again, I'm I mean, right. Y'all suck. Whatever. Shut up. You suck. <laughs> I mean, look. I win. Well, look, I mean, I do get where all, and I think the main thing that we all kind of have is in the big thing about Mario is Mario has been a generational thing and it's been played by your grandparents, your parents, and you. And then if you have kids to your kids to come in the next generation, and it's 
it's just kind of that evergreen thing that we all kind of had that Mario game that we all just kind of became attached to. And with that being said, I still think that, uh, yeah, Sunshine's still the, the goat of all of them. And I think still the main reason why is it was still firing on all cylinders. And I think just whenever you mix gameplay and graphics and just overall just level design, he ain't beating it. And uh, I think even prime example is whenever you would go into these kind of like not simulation, but these kind of portal like worlds and you would have to get to the end of the course to get to the star. It was like that really well made that really well just telegraphed and just moving like it just it worked. It was just so fun and it was just so creative. And every time you would go through these different courses, if you failed, it never angered you. You were just happy to just keep on going and keep moving and just keep going for every single star and completing the game itself. I don't think there's another game that in the Mario franchise, y'all mentioned like Odyssey has like too much. Like it has like, it's too big. Like it's just, it's a lot, you know? I think feel like Sunshine was just the perfect everything. Like I just think it's just such a perfect package. It just it works. It's it it's satisfying. Yet it's not overwhelming. And I don't know. That's my case. Don't 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 shoot me. I'm still here. But <laughs> I like you, Zach. I never actually beat Super Mario Sunshine, and I have played it numerous times. Where I'm like, I get really sucked into it, and I get absorbed, and I'm like addicted to the, like the cleaning, the ink, and whatever the, the paint off of things yeah. uh i think where my biggest setback with uh sunshine usually came down to i felt like it had weird difficulty spikes where suddenly mm-hmm. it was like i can't get through this stupid area where i have to chase the freaking neo mario through oh, some yeah. void and it's impossible to get across there or i don't have enough spray in the jet to f- fly across the gap it's a great game i i don't deny that it's just it wasn't that experience for me like it was for you but that's Mm -hmm. that's why we all have different takes that's why we all have different favorites it's gonna be the dark souls of mario (laughs) (laughs) maybe i mean it's i don't know because for me we've talked about this before i am not the biggest fan of the souls like genre i know it just alienated like half the audience because it's like Everyone and their grandmother is like obsessed with souls. Like it's a 50 50 take, I think. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just, on record and this show for not liking them. So I got you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. it we're, we're part of the cult. We're part of the cause. Let's rally more troops. Um, bad for your heart rate. So, <laughs> but no, that's what I mean. But the thing about it, Super Mario Sunshine is I feel like even whenever you figure it out because you do mention the difficulty spikes and part of like one one is whenever you do get into that volcano and you're like going over the lava and you're trying to go from platform to platform to get to the end just to get the star if i remember correctly it's been years at least since 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 at least i played it but like i remember that in my mind was that was the cutoff point as a kid and maybe i don't know it kind of left i guess an entry point for me to come back to it whenever i was older I don't know. I guess I kind of grew up with the game and I just got better at it as I got kind of older and just started to kind of, I don't know, care a little bit more whenever I play video games. But I don't know. It's just one of those games that I think just whenever we look at Mario games from the past, whether you look at the OG, whether you look at the N64 and just all throughout the Nintendo's lifespan, I think it's the one constant that has continuously aged well. It doesn't age. It looks great. It's the Jennifer Aniston of Mario games. Just say, just like fine wine. 
I'm going, I mean, you've, I'm got, you've contradicted yourself. You said a dozen age and then an age is like fine wine. So which one is you're, it? Ooh, you, you got a point. You got a point. You got a point. Rowan's calling you out. Great, Rowan, Rowan also edits, my if you can't tell. <laughs> my inconsistency. Come on. Nah. The man, the man who, the man who looks into stories as much as Rowan, mm. you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> no, 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 culture. Like, just so you know, you just refuted yourself. <laughs> Court I love it. Now Where's I'm nervous. I'm not going to say anything else because he's going to catch me. He's going mean, to know I lie. Hey, look, I, if you're more, you're more than welcome to try to refute me on my uh, my statement, but I, I don't know. I'm a you shall not pass. I'm a Gandalf this bitch. I'm here. Pa, let's go. I definitely want to revisit Sunshine. I did uh, dabble my uh, in it a little bit with the Switch version, and it's something that I I want to try to take the time to actually play through it and beat it because I do enjoy the experience. You got to love the bright, shiny joyfulness mm-hmm. of the majority of the tone of the game. But anyways, moving us along. Right before we jump into it, uh, I went. I, anyone listening to this show, please, you know, let us know what's your favorite Mario game. Do you agree with us? Do you have other takes? Tell us why. Let us know. Now we're going to move on to the spoiler alert. There will be spoilers. Don't don't bitch at us in the comments. If you haven't seen the movie already at this point, you must be one of the few like hundred people who haven't watched it yet. Because it's Mario. (laughs) It's like what what do you think is going to happen at the end? But even then, in killing it right now in the box office, it has seven hundred million, baby. It has surpassed as the highest grossing animated movie of all time, as well as the highest grossing video game movie of all time. So people have watched it. We've watched it. We're going to talk about it twice. twice. You've seen it twice, too? <laughs> yeah. I want to go see you it again. It twice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Let's start off with a quick round the table like yay or nay one to two sentences like what did you think of the movie starting with rowan uh i thought it was fine all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> no it's go ahead no go ahead rowan um yeah i thought it was fine it's sort of what i would have expected there was a couple of interesting moments but yeah i mean it's a kid's film first and foremost kids are gonna like it yeah i thought it was right uh, it's like a kid's film pumped with cocaine. It's perfect shrooms. for what it is. It's it, on shrooms. Come it's on. It's on shrooms. Well, it was right would, there. See, you're not wrong though, but I feel like shrooms would have a different effect because cocaine makes sense for this. I, I'll elaborate, but <laughs> I think it is fine for what it is. I, I do agree with you, Ron. It's it's fine for what it is, but at the same time, this is the perfect Mario movie. I mean, it is by all accounts like a perfect foundation for them to go forward. Move up. We'll get into that. We'll get. I know where no, you're no, going. I'm like, we'll I'm like, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Louis, uh, I kind of agree with the consensus so far. That um, I like, I saw it twice because I saw it with my friends on opening night. It was his birthday, and we all got drunk. <laughs> and then, as big yeah. burly men, we went to go play some top golf, some and movie. then <laughs> then we wrestled in the parking lot, and then <laughs> yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. Then we we you know uh, rallied up some steers and 
tied, hog tied him on the ground. And then we were like, can we get five tickets to Mario, please? And then <laughs> can I have still drink in the theater. I need that as a skit now. <laughs> Oh my god! I will absolutely do that. Feel and the so, turtle shell. Yeah, <laughs> so we so we saw it that night. So I didn't exactly watch it. I was just laughing. What, at, you know. what a ringing endorsement! Yeah, I didn't I know. Really right? Well, well, okay, okay, okay. okay. A couple days later, my my niece uh, she wanted everybody to come watch it with her. So we all went again, and well, I went again, and so that's yeah. how I saw it twice. And I'm like, oh, sober. Okay, I can see. I now I know what I watched, and yeah, it's a kids movie. You know, I mean, you can argue that so is Puss in Boots. And that movie is one of my favorite movies of the year. It is mm-hmm. just it nailed everything. It got perfect metaphors. It, it was not just a kid's movie. It was perfect for adults, too. But Mario, what I felt that they did, what I learned was that they hit the nostalgia points for the adults. Mm-hmm. And then yep. they hit the funny, quirky woohoo for the kids. So Yahoo. in that sense, it was perfect and exactly like what you're saying zach a perfect jumping off point to introduce so many elements to this vast world Mm -hmm. so that in future installments they don't have to put too much into it the only thing i wish that they could have done is stop stop luigi is a character too please (laughs) please i need more luigi god get there We'll get there. I want the next movie. I'm not even joking. I want the next movie to actually just be Luigi's Mansion. Like, yeah, that I would be a huge surprise. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that would be the best surprise is to take Mario out for part two. So, going off all three of you guys here, I've actually, in this time frame, I have changed what I was going to say because as the three of you are talking, I can't help but latch on to the fact that all of you went out of your way to mention it's a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, well, first of all, duh. Mm-hmm. Second of all, is that a problem? No, no. Because here's my thing. It might be a kid's movie, but you know what that movie did for me perfectly? It's saying and shown on my inner child. My yep. inner child was inside my mind, squeeing with joy and delight that entire time. I forgot that I was an old man for an hour and a half. I spent an hour and a half remembering what it felt like to be a child playing Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World and Super Mario 64. And for that hour and a half, I lost myself in this experience of being transported to the Mushroom Kingdom, learning how to platform, learning how to take out enemies by jumping on them, learning how to use fire flowers and tanuki suits and cat suits. I don't think the movie was perfect by any means. But it did exactly what I needed it to do without knowing it, going into it. Yeah, I, I want to jump off your your sure. point there. Um, like that, that's why I mentioned like, you know, like Puss in Boots, because that by any standard is a great perfect film. And uh, that's also why I was mentioning that, like for the nostalgia points for the adults, that that's what I meant is that you're right. Everything that I saw, the rainbow, when I saw Rainbow Road, I actually almost teared up for half a second. I was like, huh? yay! <laughs> like, I didn't know they were going to do a cart. Because again, I don't watch previews, so I didn't see that that part of it. So there, there's little little things that absolutely did sing out to me. But I do want to, uh, based on what you were saying too, I do want to pull back from what I said. Um, I'm trying to change the narrative as well, just because of what happened at the last Oscars. We should not be referring these to these things any longer as kids movies. We need to start to refer to them as family family films. 
that it's 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 now i don't think that we have many movies that are made for kids unless it's like you know a movie with teletubbies or something like that this is a family film that the whole family could enjoy because if you really think mm-hmm. about it when he's getting his ass handed to himself at the end not very mm-hmm. kid friendly he even like has a broken arm and shit and i'm like yeah oh okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, here's a differentiator for you right off the bat recently our daughter was watching one of the trolls movies or shows I could not connect with that in any way, shape, or form. That, to me, was 100%. This is for kids. There's nothing here that speaks to me as an adult. Hmm. So there's a clear def- difference there between what is a kid's movie or program to a family film, to add that distinction there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for catching me on that. <laughs> no, And I just piggybacking on that, though. However, I will contradict you a little bit on the, at least the kid thing and the main reason why with that is because i love that you mentioned puss in boots puss in boots is a prime example of this puss in boots is a family film it's pixar specializes in this too they don't make kids movies they make films for the entire family they make films that will connect with you as an adult they'll make movies that connect with you as a kid the difference between you know let's say a puss in boots or an inside out and an inside out and like you know etc versus the Mario movie is the Mario movie is doing two things. It is appealing to a broad audience because of its appeal as an IP, but it's also making a movie that is going to be perfect for a younger audience because the problem that I personally had with the film is that I wasn't able to emotionally attach myself to the characters. Now I had to really think about that and step away from it whenever I watched. Cause I, it was like, do I want to be a snobby film critic and be like, oh, well, there's no story in the Mar- in the Mario movie? And I'm like, there's a story. It's flimsy, but it's a story. But then I also think about it. And I'm like, was there really a story that much in the game? Whenever it came to the original IP, it's say Princess Peach. Defeat Bowser. That's it. And that's cool. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it being a simple and effective story. Best thing about this movie, it is 90 minutes. You are in, you are out. The problem that I had on my first viewing is I was so taken aback at just how fast the movie was going. Very true. That's why I made the cocaine reference, because literally (laughs) it is just quick, quick, quick. It's like they're literally like it seemed like the conversation that I had with Cranky Kong was literally like maybe two minutes Two minutes and then we're fighting donkey kong that fight lasts like three minutes and then we're building carts and then just vice versa and then we're going and then we're on the rainbow road the rainbow road sequence one of the centerpieces of the film four to five minutes i kind of wish the the main thing that and the biggest issue that i had with the film was i just wish they let it breathe you know i wish they would let the jokes hit a little harder i wish that they would kind of make it Instead of being like, we just need to make it so fast paced because we feel like our audience is ADD, which we all kind of are. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of making it fast paced and like, so just a ball to the wall. We need to go. We need to go. We need to cover so much. I could have took it being also another 10 minutes or so to kind of just flesh it out. Not even flesh out the characters, just make the jokes hit a lot harder. One of the best things in this movie is the little star <laughs> it's like death the depressing is the depressing Luna. The death is a sweet release. Uh, that my favorite character. 
Me too. It's a physical <laughs> embodiment of me right now. <laughs> it's literally just so perfect. That is, that's what I mean. That joke had set up and impact. That's kind of what and I mean. payoff. Yeah. And payoff. That, well, they, they the hit it threefold too. Exactly. The they, they set it up, they pay it off and then they re they rebuild it back up again. It's just, it's, that's so perfect. And that's kind of what I mean is it is definitely a kid's movie whenever the way you make a standard kid's movie, you light story, focus on the big visuals. And luckily enough, the big visuals that they're showing is Mario IP and it hits home. It feels good. It feels great to see Rainbow Road realized on screen, to see these carts whenever Toad comes in with this big old monstrosity monster truck. I'm like, yeah. That's me playing Toad, building my giant ass monster truck just because I want to. Why not? It's just amazing. And it makes sense for what it is. And the critics that are harshly going at this movie for no reason. Just doesn't make any sense. It's a it's a movie. It is a literal kids movie, but made for a broad audience because of the IP. And if we're going to make a foundation that's going to lead a franchise into what I'm calling the NCU. Nintendo Cinematic Universe. If they if if this is the foundation that they set for themselves and this is the quality that we're going to get, maybe we get a better maybe I'm asking for a better script, but the bones are there and they have something truly special on their hands and they're going to change the industry with just this. I want to say that to, to, you're you're arguing that you know the movie's a little too short and I agree. It's it's I to me it's too short because it it leaves me wanting more because I didn't get enough. And it's like I was worried going into it that it was only an hour and a half, but they give you so much in that hour and a half because of the fast pacing. But they set so much foundation for future movies and future Mm -hmm. experiences that I'm like, ooh, they could do this. I'm going to pull back on that for a second because I want us to actually get into some theories and ideas for future movies. But I want to get Rowan a chance to go off of what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear Rowan's side of things too again because he didn't get a voice yet. (laughs) Tell me why I'm wrong. (laughs) <laughs> tell him why i'm right man. why is it just fine, i agree <laughs> why come on I think, I think it's just make it i like the storage again like it's a the, like you said the, it's a foundation the bones are there and it feels like they're building up to something but we don't need this not every single intellectual property needs to have a cinematic universe like can't we just have like a nice self-contained story not if you want a Metroid movie one day. That's kind of where my brain is. I don't. Though. I don't. Like, I've got the Metroid games. So Star that's Fox. Yeah, we've got the games for that. We've got enough games with the story that that we can just appreciate as games. We don't need movies to then come on. Tell that to the people making The Last of Us live action adaptation. Tell that to the people making other well, video game uh, movies that we don't need. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Rohan on this one. And what I'm going to say is there are certain properties that I think cannot translate well into film. For mm-hmm. example, look at Doom. The reason why Doom is so yeah. perfect as a video game is because you literally embody a it's a it's a power fantasy. Right. You embody mm-hmm. a single guy who can literally rip and tear the entirety mm-hmm. of hell with his bare fucking hands. And if you translate that into a movie, now I'm not in control of the power. Now I'm watching somebody else just do it. It's like, which is cool. Like that's mm-hmm. what we get with John Wick, but John Wick is 
like it started as John Wick, it ends as John Wick. That's all that John mm-hmm. Wick will ever be. Doom, I know what it is like to be Doom Slayer. So if you put that in a film, the only people who are going to get anything out of it are the people who haven't played Doom. And the only people who are going to really watch it are the ones who play Doom. So it just kind of cancels itself out. And I think the same thing when I think of properties like Metroid. I think it would be a fantastic film. I think it would be better as a as a, a long um, episodic kind of mm-hmm. venture because there's way too much story. There's way too much background that you would have to get into it. But then you'd also be, yeah, but look at what happened with Halo. You would unfortunately be putting lore into a perfect property that never really needed it in the first place. And so that that's why I'm kind of like, I I, I agree that certain properties and Mario just kind of translates to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty good. But um, I, I, I would, I would say, uh, let, let, let's let's leave Mario fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, that one I disagree with you, Rohan. Mario, I think would be a great a great intellectual property, mm-hmm. but I do think that we can kind of you know please don't please don't ruin Metroid. <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring it back to Rowan to I, continue where yeah, he yeah, left yeah, off yeah. because we kind of yeah. pulled it back from him. Yeah. Um, I I get what you mean with that. Like, because Mario is very broad franchise and you know everyone's got their own favorite games we just display like um showed so i get that yeah it'd be good because you can tell a whole bunch of different stories i guess it comes down to if they get who they get to write and star in them because it at the mm-hmm. moment like the when the voice cast first answered it at cat subart who was sort of talking about whether it was worth them being on and to be honest apart from Jack Black as Bowser I really enjoyed him but everyone else was just kind of there doing stuff like you could have swapped any of them in or swapped them all around I probably wouldn't have noticed that's fair I mean I had no issue like I I, I agree with that because I think that like Mario's voice could have been just about anyone as long as they did a solid performance and it wouldn't have made a Mm -hmm. difference to me Chris Pratt had nothing to do with my feelings on the movie Chris Pratt didn't draw me into the movie. I wasn't there because of Chris Pratt. I didn't come to see this movie. Some yeah. other people might come see it because Chris Pratt's in it, but not for me. So I agree on that front that that's like they didn't need all that. But Jack Black as Bowser, though, he, I think, <laughs> is pivotal, pivotal to the whole experience. Yeah, he, he did crush it. He did. Yeah. Cr- I mean, his song is literally this is the only have, has nobody heard Master Explode anyway. <laughs> Are you like, talking about like, like Tenacious D and stuff like yes, that? Yes, yes. He's, a, he's been an epic songwriter for the past 30 years, but now Peach is Peach. Oh, he's the greatest thing. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's well written, but it's really not that broad. And I'm kind of no, thinking it's, to myself. It's, it's, well, that's the joke. The reason why y'all wanted to win. Yes, exactly. The reason why they want that to win best Oscar for Academy or for, uh, for best original song is because it's the most recognizable one. But it's literally peaches, 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 peaches. It's literally that. I love it. It's adorable. Yeah. It's funny for the movie. We're going to move on in like a month. We'll, we will forget this song by December. Maybe it'll become a meme again by December because of Academy voting. But sorry, that's a tangent. Continue, I, keep, continue. I keep saying that, that that's the joke. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm going to end my little bit of it with this. Mario is very good. I loved it. It was great, as a matter of fact. But... 
I still maintain Sonic was better. Both of them, either of them way better because of story and because of acting and because of quality and because yeah. of what it meant. I think that Mario would not exist if, if Sonic didn't do as well as it did. That's my, that's my hot take. I'm done. I, you know, as, as spicy as that take is, I agree wholeheartedly with you. And you know, what's even funnier about these is they're very similar when it comes to at least just kind of, you know, I think Sonic itself, the good thing about Sonic is Sonic has a story. Like the movie, it's yeah. like both movies actually have like stories that I actually really enjoyed and were invested in. Like I actually cared about Sonic and Tails and I cared about I cared about Dr. Robotnik. Like Jim Carrey <laughs> is Jim Carrey. Stomps Bowser. That, yeah. Jim Carrey stomps uh, Jack Black's Bowser into the yeah. whenever it comes performance wise. And I'm not even just talking about physical. I'm just talking about vocal, just kind of change, just creating that persona. That's my personal opinion. But I'm glad that you kind of brought up the Halo show. And that's one of those things where it's like for the first episode of the Halo show, I was there. The second episode of the Halo show is when it tanked. And it's because this is why video game properties have sucked. I am a avid Resident Evil fan. I have watched so many terrible adaptations from it that just go. Eh. The reason why is because they're like, let's tell our own story and let's create our own characters and let's let's try to make it our own. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I want to see Chris Redfield. I want to see Leon S. Kennedy. <laughs> Thank you. I And that's kind of what I loved about Mario. It's kind of what I liked about Sonic, too. We had the Sonic character. We, we had them. the Mario character. We had these characters. We had Bowser. We had actual representations of the characters that were on screen. Therefore, you can identify it as a Mario movie. You can identify it as a Sonic movie. It feels like an extension of the property instead of its own thing. I was like, I don't need my Mario movie to win Oscars. <laughs> it was fun. It was exciting. And then kind of going to your franchise question or your franchise kind of thing is I think that they really do have something on their hands that are with this, you know, a buddy of mine and I were talking, he actually didn't even like the movie as much as I did at least. And he was kind of, he was saying like, they didn't really follow the lore and the story and all that. And I'm like, the lore Mario's, of Mario. <laughs> Mario's lore isn't that deep. <laughs> I mean, if you he's go a to plumber paper, who waited to a mushroom kingdom. Done. But the, <laughs> when I pried him about it, he kind of was just basically saying it's like they didn't really follow the whole journey aspect of it. You know, like where he essentially Princess Peach gets kidnapped and he has to go through these different worlds and these different boss fights to really try to do it. The only big boss fight that they had in the movie was Donkey Kong and then Bowser. And then even Bowser's fight, I felt like was even kind of short lived. Like I, and I kind of saw where he was coming from. He, those moments that he saw in the games just didn't have that emotional impact the way he wanted them to. The, the, yeah. they were there. I think they had to do the thing though, with this movie, because it's set up, they had to establish that he yeah. went from being Mario, a person to super Mario over yeah. the course yeah. of the film. Like he, I actually like the that. little bit of character. Uh, yeah. growth. Cause like you said, there's a scene in the end of the movie where he's got his ass kicked. He's got a broken mm -hmm. arm. He's on the verge of death and he's basically going to sacrifice himself. And then Luigi saves him and he gives it, yeah. they get the superstar and they become the super Mario brothers. Essentially. That is the super most heavy spoiler. Whole movie. <laughs> I will say this. I'm so glad that Luigi got, the, the epic ending that he got because yeah. I was so yeah. afraid that Luigi was just going to be pushed to the side and ignored. I'm like, please get more Luigi in there. Please. Any more Luigi. 
And thankfully, he got the shine in the end. I'm like, good. I was really worried they were going to snub Luigi in the film. But I want to piggyback on that and get into, because we got to wrap up soon, the idea of the franchise, the NCU, as you called it, and where we think this could go. Because already, I'm going to flat out say it, and I'm going to agree with you, Louis, we need a Luigi's Mansion movie. That one moment for like three minutes, because only every scene in the movie is only three minutes long, apparently. Luigi was walking in the dark with a flashlight being scared, and he did the like the Mario, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it's Luigi's Mansion. And I'm like, okay, I need this film. I need this film. And I wanted to say that for any Nintendo universe film, I think they all have to be animated in the same style. Yeah. They have to be. I don't want a, you know, Mario in the real world. I don't want the Sonic style film i want samus also if they did a metroid series or a metroid film i want that to be animated i want it to be able to look and feel like a metroid game like if 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 sonic crosses over sonic has to go to mario because he's also animated i completely 100 percent agree with you on that one Absolutely. I and, I, and I and I want to point out something that I find hilarious. Yeah. Every time anybody says the NCU, Rohan dies a little. <laughs> you see him, like the light fading from his eyes. Rohan, we started so well and now yeah. you, hate, you hate me so much. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I noticed that. I love it. That's, that's what I mean, though. I, I like mean, that the movie also canonized so much of all yeah. the Mario games essentially like really quickly was like okay mario kart is canon donkey kong is canon donkey kong country is canon all the mario spinoffs smash brothers everything is canon it's gonna dude whenever i tell you how excited i am just to kind of see these different properties realized now i don't think super mario bros like i don't think i think super mario bros 2 is going to be fast-tracked immediately i think it already is they're writing it as i mean and there's the easter egg of yoshi at the end of the film too yeah and that one and i think we're talking about the next at least and that's kind of jumping into kind of where you're talking about what they're going to do with this legend of zelda is definitely going to be the next one at least the one of the ones that is going to be coming after this that's the other thing too is if Zelda was going to get a movie a adaptation, of, I want the animated movie. I don't want the live action adaptation. And that's of what Zelda. I'm thinking they're going to do. And that's what I'm thinking they're going to do. And I've heard them talk about, like I've heard just kind of the talks of the creators of Illuminate or of in Nintendo and all that. They want to do animated. They want to continue this going forward and forward and forward. And like if we do get a Smash Bros movie, and let's say we have Final Fantasy characters. I don't want a live action cloud strife, you know, fighting, you know, Yoshi. Like I don't need a real dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't want, I'm going to say it now. I don't want a legend of Zelda. I don't. I I, I, I understand where you're coming from. And I kind of agree with you on that. Like that one. It hurts my soul (laughs) to think about a a movie of Zelda. And it's like, uh, it could be good, but it's most likely not going to be. So the the best Legend of Zelda movie or anything would be a like short series anime that just do other things other than what we have. If you take anything that exists, no, 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 I don't want because it exists. It's perfect the way it is. I don't want anybody to touch it. That is yeah. fine. It does not. That's what I was talking about. The Doom thing. We tried it twice. It 
didn't. We tried three times. It didn't work any of those times. We tried it with Resident Evil. It's too perfect as it is where it stands. If you're going to do something new with it, listen to me. Do mm-hmm. not do what exists already. Make something completely new. We also know that this doesn't work because you did the same shit with Uncharted. And look how that went. Stop it. See, the producers watching this. <laughs> the scary thing is, is I'm staring at you through the screen. It feels like you're yelling at me and I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking your shit, Zach. Yeah. Well, on that heated message, it's time for us to wrap up the show this evening. Okay. Any final thoughts from you, Rowan, before I do that? Um, no, just that I hate the MCU. And if it does come across, <laughs> I'm blaming you, Zach. I'm, blaming you 100%. I'm so sorry. I'm so 100%. sorry. You know it's going to happen, though. You know it's going to yeah, happen. It's it's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. I'm going to name this episode, I Hate the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> and here lies Zach's only time on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you guys for this uh, amazing conversation. I'm I know we could easily keep going for another few hours because we all wanted to, and I had to keep like cutting us off and like, all right, no, 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 yeah. no we gotta go. But yeah, thank you so much, uh Louis. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Rowan, for being here. Uh it's been it's been eye-opening mushroom eating experience anyways thank you all pretty good pretty good yes we'll see you all (laughs) next week on screen smash good night jazz hands are you ready to go down the rabbit hole The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.